topic with Mike and JD. I'm JD. And I'm Mike. And if you, if you didn't get by that hello there reference, we're talking Obi-Wan Kenobi today. Woo! We waited so, a long time for this series, but it finally dropped, yes. and oh man, was it worth it. So, as you, so we're going to, our first discussion is going to contain minor spoilers, nothing major. Then when we get into the major spoilers, we'll give you a big spoiler warning. So right now, here's a minor spoilers warning. So, overall, I don't know how I feel about the show, to be honest. I, I'm, not, I'm not a prequel guy, I'll be honest. Um, I know I'm in the minority here. I think the sequel trilogy is ton better than, than the prequel trilogy. Never really got into the Clone Wars. So I did have this longing for the show that a lot of people did. My question was like, how are they going to justify this show? And in my opinion, I don't think they really did like... I, I don't think it serves enough to really justify the purpose of, the, of making the show, in my mind. What, what, how do you feel, Mike? I see. I feel like it did. It did scratch that itch for me. I mean, I am a little bit more like I love almost all Star Wars equally. I love the the uh, sequels. I love the prequels. I you know, I'm not as much, but uh, I think one of the things that made me excited for this show was I feel like Star Wars has been like incredibly divided, and even people who didn't like the prequels generally agree that Ewan was the best part of it. So. I was excited. Fair like, this was one of the few times where, uh, Mandalorian aside, I feel like this was one of the few times that we could be like, oh yeah, we're all excited for this show. Um, I do agree. It was like one of those, like I could have lived without. It was similar to my feelings on Solo, where it's like, if I never got this, I would have been fine. Like I didn't need to see this story, but I'm glad that I did. Now that I have seen it, like. Um, getting to see, you know, some characters in a new light and, uh, you know, it's one of those things, like, if you haven't seen it, you don't need to see it, but I feel like if you are somebody who does love the prequels, it really does a a good job of bridging episode three to episode four. Mm. It really makes you feel like, okay, this guy is going to be Alec Guinness in ten years. Mm. See, it's interesting you brought up Solo. Now, while I'm not commenting on the final product of Solo, I feel the idea of Solo actually makes a lot more sense than Kenobi did because, like, uh, Han Solo is a character we and we knew all about his, you know, later life, but we didn't really know too much about his earlier life, so it made sense to tell about this. See, the real problem... One of the problems I had with this show was that we knew how it was going to end. That, like, we've seen Kenobi before this, we've seen him after this. We know way, so we know the whole, we know so much of the story already. It was hard for me to be too invested into this. Like, I'll talk more about the specific moments later on, but there was a lot of moments where it's like, Oh, empty, empty stakes. Like, cause well, that character can't die. There, there was a lot of that. I felt there was a, a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, like said, that was a problem I had with the show. That. I mean, yeah. That I, is, just, 
I, that's a lot of the, I think a lot of people's problem with the prequel trilogy as well. It's like, oh, well, you know, Yoda's not going to die. You know, Obi-Wan's not going to die. You, you kind of know everybody's fate already. That That's a prequel problem in general. So I definitely agree that that was a factor of it. But I think the... Yeah, yeah but... I, I, I think... Well, the, just, oh, to yeah. get on that point, I just want to say something. Well, the prequels, I feel, though, at least... Okay, yeah, we knew they weren't going to die, but there was so much we didn't know about these people. But, like, it's hard to do so much about Obi-Wan when, like I said, we know what he was like. Like, at least with the prequels, you had a whole large gap. Here, you have a very small gap. It's like, we know what he was like before and after this, so it's like you could only do so much with him. No, I'd, I'd, but go on with what you're saying. Oh, no, my, my point was just like, I feel like you're right. I feel like if you view this as like, you know, as a plot, it's not as strong. But I feel like if you view it more as like a character study of like the soul of like the, 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 the true struggle is not for like Obi-Wan to, you know, like defeat the Empire for Obi-Wan to like live mm -hmm. or die. It was basically like the salvation of Obi-Wan's soul to like believe mm -hmm. in himself again. Um, that's wait, the one thing I will say that this did help accomplish and I'm not the first person to say but it definitely helped bridge that gap with Vader and Anakin Skywalker yes agreed. like because you know everybody knows they're the same character but they feel very different in the prequels and in the individual trilogy this like I said this definitely did help bridge some of that gap, help Vader feel more like Anakin, and Anakin, like, kind of understand more how Anakin becomes the Vader. I'll still argue that the prequels did a bad job with explaining, explaining his turn to the dark side, but at least this does make you feel like the same character, which I did definitely appreciate that. Yeah, exactly, like, that's sort of why I feel like at the end of the day I did love this series is that it gave us moments like that and I'll get more into it in spoilers but like it really like there were definitely some flat parts but the highs were high enough that I'm like it's similar to how I felt about Book of Boba Fett where it's like there were parts of it I was like yeah this is kind of whatever but like the highs were so high that I was like okay mm. it, the journey was worth it if we get like, I will contend, my one big criticism of Kenobi is, I just wish this was a movie. Because everything amazing happens in the last two episodes, and I'm just like, man, this could have been a great two-hour movie. But uh, That is a good point. But, I mean, hey, like, it's cool to have time to breathe for the characters, but, like, mm. that's really my only big criticism, is I'm just like, the, the, the moments, the individual moments were incredible, and the characters were, I thought, really well handled. But, mm. yeah, but just, I'm like, oh, I've just cut a little bit around the edges. It could have been, like, really, like, a great two-hour movie. But, but, see, the one thing that I like about a TV show is that, see, what was my favorite part of the show, show, show wouldn't have been really done as much within the movie, and that was, my favorite part was Leia. Yes. I loved... She was incredible. I, I love all this. I loved her sassiness. And, like, because they had all this time... They had plenty of time to give her these sassy moments that didn't really work like uh, forward the plot, but because you have the extra, like in a movie, you don't have all that time to just throw out. I want to just be sassy here. You know, you gotta, you'll have to like speed things up. But with it being a show, 
she just got some of the best lines. Like, yeah, and great, great performance by the actress. Like, it was just, like, I love everything about her. Yeah, <laughs> that was by far my favorite part of the show. She was a huge highlight of the series, and I didn't even know mm -hmm. like the character of Leia was gonna appear at all when I first like heard about the show. Yeah. So like, and and I think she really solves one of the big problems with Kenobi, which is like part of the reason I wasn't initially thinking the show would work is why would he leave Tatooine? Like, yeah. if you read any of the Legends material, it's always like, oh, he's defending Luke from the huts, or like, you know, he's fighting Tusken Raiders, or it's always like him on Tatooine protecting Luke. So it was like, okay, why would he leave to fight Darth Vader? He can't fight Darth Vader on Tatooine. Um, so, mm. like, it didn't make sense, but then once you realize, oh, but he's protecting the other twin, then, then it makes a yeah. lot of sense. And, and you're right, she but, was a huge highlight. I thought she stole every scene she was in, yeah. like, which against, against Ewan McGregor, who is an incredible actor, is saying a lot. Exactly, yeah. And though, again, minor spoilers here, nothing major, but to be honest, and like, I know it wasn't written this way, but Obi-Wan kind of comes off sexist here because he's so obsessed with... And they never even, and they don't solve this at the end of the show, which annoys me, because he's so focused on Luke, and here's Leia's right here, like, she's showing all this clear potential here, and he's still single-pointed, no, Luke is the one that's going to be the hero, like... Yeah, the, I don't know. No, I, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Especially in the in the early scenes when like Bale's like, "Please rescue my daughter," and he's like, "Nah, I gotta watch over the boy." Like, you know, you know where it's coming from, but it feels a little weird. It's like, what? yeah, uh, but in the book, but even at the end, oh. he bonded with her, but he appreciated her intelligence, but it still felt like he was prioritizing Luke when it's like, Luke, like at this point. Luke had done absolutely nothing except play play with a toy while Leia showed all this potential. It's like, you would think he'd be like, oh, well, maybe she's the one that's going to save the day. Well, I, uh, I liked, I felt like at the end, it, it made sense to me at the end because it seemed like he kind of realized by the closing that nobody needed to be trained and that everybody should just live their lives. Um, uh, so I, like, I guess, like, but I agree with you in, in the book, a certain point of view, it's, there's an interesting conversation between Yoda and Obi-Wan, uh, like Yoda really wants to train Leia, but like, you know, oh, but I was going to bring that up actually. Yeah, but, I didn't read that book, book but I, I knew that Yoda wanted to train Leia, not Luke. Right. Exactly. Cause Luke's the worst, especially uh, young Luke. Uh, and I mean, this show kind of. Will he go to the point that, I don't know, maybe Leia would have been better as being the Jedi saver than Luke. It, I mean, you definitely, I mean, even from the first movie, it's like so, it's very much an Ant-Man and the Wasp situation where it's like, one of these people is clearly like 50 times more competent. Why are they not the main character? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I thought I thought they did a great job, but you're right, it does, it is kind of ironic that they're sort of they're sort of in a box there because they're like oh well luke was the one who was trained but it, it does come off yeah. weird, weird that it's like well, why are they not training leia with this mm -hmm. all right so i think 
we talked enough of non-spoilers. I think now is a good time. Let's go full into spoilers. Okay. So, the first thing I just want to say, uh, I feel like this this um, series scratched an itch that I've been having for a very long time. We have never seen a lightsaber duel in the small screen. Like, we've gotten close. We've gotten, like, the Darksaber in Mandalorian. We've gotten, like, Luke yeah. killing some droids. You know, we've, we've seen, like, Ahsoka, like, fighting. But we've never gotten a full lightsaber duel on the small screen. And I was worried about that because I was like, okay, are they going to be able to pull it off? Because, you know, to me, uh, as a kid, the lightsaber duel was the part I wanted to see in every movie. I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah, blah, oh, well, blah, blah, get to the lightsaber duel. <laughs> of course. So That's why, as a kid, Revenge of the Sith was my favorite movie. Same, same Because, same. <laughs> like, now that I'm older and appreciate plot more, it's not even close to my favorite movie, but at the time, look at all these lightsaber fights. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so that's why I thought, but I thought this one actually kind of was the best of both worlds. Like, um, you know, I know I'm jumping ahead a ton, but I feel like the, the final fight, which is really, like I said, my one criticism is, uh, you know, Kathleen Kennedy sold this series. She's like, this is the rematch of the century. And they really milk that. Like, they make you wait until, like, the last, like, 15 <laughs> minutes of the last episode to get it. But it's worth it. It's yeah. great. It's an incredible fight. Uh, and I thought, it, like you said, with the bridging the gap, it was the perfect mix of, like, prequel fighting where they're, like, doing all the fancy moves with the crazy sword fighting, but also a little more stiff, a little more rigid. You're like, okay, I can see mm -hmm. in, like, a decade that they'd be, like, old men slapping each other with sticks like yeah. they are on the Death Star. <laughs> but, see, uh, the, I, I agree with most of what you're saying about the fight. But there's one thing about it that really annoys me. Right before the fight, Obi-Wan's like, this gotta end here. And, and then, then, yeah, he lets him live. Like, now I would've been, like, they could've had, either Vader escapes or there's some, like, there's a force vision that, oh, that Vader needs to li live for now because it's the, Again, it, it's how it ultimate, the Force Ultimate get, gets balanced. Like, they no. could have done something, but, like, they did nothing. He's like, yeah, okay, I'm not going to kill you now, even though I said, like, this ends here. No, just kidding. No, that is something that, like, I, I think, the, so So they fight twice in the series, once in Episode 3, once in Episode 6. Um, yeah. And I think both times they, the, the, they do a very bad job with, explaining why they don't kill each other. Like, in episode three, yeah. Obi-Wan is, like, done. He's, like, just gets yeah. wrecked. And then Darth Vader is just like, oh, there's a little bit of fire over here, so guess I'm going to let him get away. Yeah. And I thought, oh, like, this is, like, part of his plan. He's going to be, like, hunting him, or he's going to be, like, it's going to be, like, a cat and mouse thing. He, he knows what he's doing. But then I mean, you never really get that sense later. It's just like, oh, yeah. no, he actually just got away. Like, and then yeah. in, and in this, and then the final duel again. It's like, well, you know, they can't die. But I thought they could have done a better job with like, okay, but like, I was thinking maybe there'd be like a tie fighters coming in, and he's like, he knows he has to go because if he sticks around to finish yeah. off Vader, like he'll be captured or something. Like, 
Yeah. They, they could have given us an actual reason, not, not just be like, okay, I'm not going to kill you now. Like, I guess you could make the argument, I think the implication was, oh, no, like, I'm too emotionally, like, I'm too emotional to finish you. I thought I was going to finish you off, but now I'm too emotional. Um, but they didn't show that well enough. Like, that might have been what they were going for, but they did, they did then they didn't do a good enough job of showing it. Yeah, it, it, it definitely was, was like, a weird ending. But, Although I did, and like there, there he... was a oh. oh no, go on. Oh no, I was just gonna say like I did like how he called him Darth at the end. That was great. Yeah, but yeah, I thought there were like, a lot of just like logic gaps. Like, um, the one of the big ones that really got to me. Okay, so Obi Wan takes the shuttle to distract um Vader's like we we gotta go after Obi Wan. He's like, what about the rebels? Forget the rebels. Let's go after Obi Wan. And then he's like. They start chasing Obi Wan. It's like, okay, now I'm gonna chase him in my own ship. Why? Like, there was no reason why Vader could be like, you go after the rebels, I chase Obi Wan in my own ship. Like, yeah, come pick me up in like 20 minutes. Is is that? There was absolutely like, there was just such that logic gap that it's like, oh, I gotta pick one. There was no reason why they had to pick. Like, I completely get that if Vader had to pick one, he was gonna pick Obi Wan. Also, but there was no yeah. no reason for him to pick one. He had the ship, his own ship. Take your own ship after him. Also, I don't know, how much time do you think elapsed between episodes 5 and 6? I don't know. Because I was like, how did Reva get to Tatooine? Like, wasn't she dying? Yeah, yeah. Which actually, let's... You you brought her up. Let let's get into it. But wait, okay. Here's the thing: is it Reva or Reva? Oh, I don't know. I so, say Reva, but I could be wrong. I've been saying Reva this whole time, but then I heard somebody else t talking about her corner of Reva. Well, it's it threw me for a loop. Leah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, now first of all, obviously, I think we both can agree that all the racist hate Moses Ingram has got is absolutely ridiculous. Like that. Like, I agree with Hugh McGregor, you're not a Star Wars fan if you're doing that. Yeah, but those that off the trash bags. We don't need to... <laughs> yeah. But that out of the way, her performance was good. I just feel the character itself was so underdeveloped. Like, they had an idea for her. Mm -hmm. But they didn't know where they wanted to go with this idea. Like, first of all, her being... The pad of one of the younglings at the end was such an obvious twist. Like, the only reason why I wasn't positive of it is because, like, um, the agent was so off. Like, because I think Mo Moses Ingram is like, I think she's like almost 40. She's definitely in her late 30s. She definitely was not as young as she was supposed to be 10 years ago. That was the only thing I'm like, is that her? She's too old. But outside of that, it was completely obvious it was going to be her. And that wasn't that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's an obvious thing, but it's like it just, I don't know. I just felt it didn't go anywhere. Where like I I don't even get her plan. Okay, she wants revenge on Vader. She feels the only way to get near him was through Kenobi. I I and then how Kenobi convinced her to work with him. I I like I said a lot. And then her decision to kill Luke also. Just came out of nowhere. Like, it, I did feel like they had an idea 
But they're like, it was like, you know, oh, last minute, oh, we need to start filming. Yeah, just go with this draft, even though it was not the final draft. I don't know, what was your opinion on her? I thought, I mean, I thought she was incredibly, like, I thought, like, the emotion of her character was incredible. Like, I really liked Yes, I would agree with that. I think her great emotion, great performance. Yeah, but I, I think that they, it sounds like, from what I've been reading, that they changed their minds, like, kind of mid-draft, because this movie's been rewritten a couple times. Apparently, in one of the earlier drafts, she didn't know because, like, she saw Anakin. She never saw Vader. So, like, mm -hmm. apparently in an early draft, she didn't know that Anakin was Vader. So she believed that the Jedi were evil because she saw Anakin killing people. and But she didn't know that that was Vader. And so she was, like, bought, buying into the Empire. And then it seems like they sort of changed their minds on that. And it's like, okay, we, she does know that Anakin is Vader. And so she's trying to kill him. So, I don't know. I think her motivation is very unclear. Like, she says what it is later, but it's not... It it doesn't really... Yeah, like, it's not logical. You're not, like, following her logic. And so that that does hurt the, the character a little bit, is you're not really sure, okay, like, are you trying to impress Vader so you can get, like, closer to him? Like, she was already as close as she was going to get when she gets promoted. So I was like, I wasn't really clear... And then it sort of just feels like she throws it away at the end. Like, yeah, she attacks Vader when he's not looking. But, like, did she really think she was going to just, like, sucker punch him? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know yeah. why she thought that was going to work. Yeah. And it's like, also, like, she's dying and gets the Like I said, I said, great performance. And I agree, great emotion behind it. But they just, like, not fully written out. Uh, I will, I will another say, character. Oh, yeah. Oh, go. No, 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 finish your thought on her before. No, no, I was going to say, while we were talking about the Inquisitors, I was going to say um, the the head thing didn't bother me <laughs> with the the first first uh, Inquisitor, Grand Inquisitor. Uh, it it kind of bothered me because it's like, anybody who knows Star Wars canon knows you're faking us out. He, like, it was kind of dumb. Oh, I meant like his head, his head shape. People were like upset oh. that he didn't have the taller head. Oh, yeah, people... People... And, like, they've been doing this ever since, like, clone, like, animation characters have been appearing live action. When you don't realize, like, you're not doing the reverse. Christopher Lee's head looked nothing like Doku's head did on the show. Like. Oh, yeah. I mean, I will say I do understand people's, like, gripe of, like, okay, they don't look as good as, like, like in the episode three, that species looks a lot cooler than this character does. But also, this character is in action shots and doing things that, like, the, probably you can't do with, like, a prosthetic head. Uh, exactly. Yeah. But, yeah. So, anyway, though, the, um, Kumail Nanjiani's character, I'll be honest, I don't even remember the character's name. Do you? Uh, Haja, I think? Or is it... Ha, that, you're right, that is Haja. Now, in his, in his first episode, I actually liked the character. Oh, I loved him in However, the first episode. <laughs> But then after the first, like, Weaver should have killed him then. Because I, I feel like he just stuck around because they liked Kumail Nanjiani after that. Because he served no other point after that. In the Like, he was literally just there. And it felt forced. Like, and it could have actually meant so much more. He died. Obi doesn't find it out too much later. And then he's then he feels bad. Oh, I kept out in this guy, but he's 
he sacrificed himself to help me. Mm. But it's instead, like, he's just... Like I said, in the later episodes, he's just there. Now, like I said, I loved him in the first episode. I like that. I like that. Even though it's an overused trope, I still like it. The thief with the heart of gold idea, or con artist in this case. But, you know, same idea. Yeah, I, I like that, like, the idea of, like... Uh, you're right that the trope of the, like, noble con artist is... is well trod but i thought that the um but it's still a fun one but but first of all yeah it's, he's just funny he's just a funny guy and second yeah. of all, i thought the whole idea of like a fake jedi is like something we haven't ever dealt with before yeah yeah so like i said it was great in his first episode but like i i in the later episodes he like yeah. what are you still doing around i yeah i did think it was a little forced because he was famous that he was just like hey i'm on the base now like <laughs> you didn't know that <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I talked to Leia and somehow convinced her to be okay with you sacrificing yourself. But don't worry, we're not going to show it, so we don't know what I said. That's, it was weird. Like I said, said, great in his first appearance, but there was just no reason to keep him around. I was even fine with him living, because I was like, oh, well, this yeah. is fine. He's going to, like, because basically what I thought was going to happen is like, oh, you can have him show up in, like, The Mandalorian or show up in, like... Years later, in like some other show, like, yeah, yeah, you didn't have to kill him, but, but I, I, I he, didn't think he needed to come back immediately. Yeah. See, also one moment that was great in the show, but kind of makes a new, it amplifies a problem for New Hope. Is when Owen and his wife, like I can't remember her name, but I love that scene when she's like, "This is his." That's right. I love what she was like. This is his home. We're gonna defend. Like, I love. It was a great scene. How they're gonna love Luke. They're gonna defend him. But it makes it just so much worse. How he just does not care when they die in A New Hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, cause it's like, like this show with how much they took care of him and how much they loved him and. He just did not care at all that they were killed. Yeah. Like, which, which okay, this is not a problem to show. Like, it's a problem that happened, what was it, 40 years ago? How, how many years ago did, did A New Hope come out? 77, so that was, <laughs> uh... 45, I think. Yeah, like 45. So, yeah. So, there was, like I said, not at all the fault of this show, but it just amplified an already big problem for New Hope is that these people were clearly great people took great care of Luke and they died and he was like oh whatever he cared more about this guy he barely knew Obi-Wan dying yeah exactly but like I said yeah but yeah like I said that's not a gripe of the show like I said that scene was actually I love that scene scene with it wasn't she was ready to defend him and like I it and like I like how hard they tried, but also how helpless they were. It was very fitting, like, cause I mean, Star Wars has established this. Unless you're a Mandalorian, you pretty much don't stand against stand a chance against a Force wielder. Exactly. But they still tried their best. It. I mean, it definitely gives you a new appreciation. Like, I feel like Owen and Beru are such like passive characters. You're just like, ah, yeah, mm. whatever. They just get like like totally like killed off screen like they don't you know they just get handed a baby in episode three and they're just like okay mm -hmm. like they're just such passive characters but to like see them actually like 
caring about Luke and like fighting and stuff. Like you're like, okay, yeah, these are like, you know, really emotional characters that that you know I I'm like now I'm like picturing like how many stormtroopers did it take to kill them? <laughs> like, you know, I'm, they, which they, which they, also this reminds me of the terrible line when Obi Obi Wan looks at them is. It must have been stormtroopers. Only they are this accurate. Which you know, as any Star Wars fan knows, that that like, which I love. I, I off topic, but hey, that's our brand. It it just brings me back, me back to the Mandalorian when they made such a joke about when he was trying to shoot like that rock that was like just a couple feet away from them, and yeah. they both just kept missing like. I love when they like throw their own little joke like that in there. But uh, ba anyway, back to Kenobi. Ba back to Kenobi. Yeah. So they were great in this show, but it just makes their how uneventful their death, eventual death is, so much worse. No, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. Um, yeah, this this movie sort of simultaneously is like, like you said, it like perfectly on the one hand perfectly bridges the movies, but also it like. Again, it's it's it amplifies a couple of like weird oddities in it. Like I'm like, oh, why why did he say that? Um, like, so I was hoping this movie would somehow sneak in a way to explain like why Obi Wan says that Anakin wanted him to have his lightsaber when he was old enough, but his uncle wouldn't allow it. I guess that's just a lie. <laughs> but uh... well, you have to remember it already been established. Everyone lies a lot to Luke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so the one thing that everyone says is a lie, it's not really a lie. Like, he says, when he says, oh, go to Yoda, he instructed me when I was young. Which, Yoda instructed all the younglings. So, I mean, he wasn't his Jedi Master, his main Jedi Master, Qui-Gon, but it's not like, oh, Yoda didn't train him at all. Yoda did was one of his, like, you know, teachers yeah plus i mean even after like qui-gon like even in episode two uh, when he is the jedi master he's still like learning from yoda and like getting mm. wiser and, and things like that um actually but just a correction isn't he only a jedi knight in episode two uh i don't actually know i don't remember um i'm pretty sure because uh that's the thing you become a jedi knight then you raise a padawan and then I think, like, the the easiest way to become a master is if your Padawan becomes a knight. There's other ways to become a master, but, like, that's, like, generally considered, like, the main one. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I know he's a master in episode three. I don't know. If yeah, I think um, during the Clone Wars, Anakin becomes a knight, he becomes a master. Gotcha. Yeah, I need to, I do need to watch the Clone Wars. I've only seen, like, Yeah, like, but a couple I'm of pretty, sure, pretty sure he's just a knight in the Clone but either way, Yoda, Yoda does. Yoda does still teach him, like even through even yeah. through episode three, when he's like teaching him how to commune with Qui Gon. Which speaking which, of, great cameo. Yeah, love it. Hey, I love the cameo. I I don't know. I just didn't feel they built up. Like I felt like it should have been built up to a bit more. Like I I, I would have liked to see him try and fail to commune with Qui Gon because he wasn't ready yet. Like because. Well, the, yes, the whole show is him getting reattuned to the Force. So, yes, he was finally ready to talk to Qui-Gon at the end. 
Like I said, I'm fine with him just making that brief cameo, even though I would have liked, I thought it would have been cool to see more Qui-Gon. I was fine with it just being a cameo. I just felt like, I don't know. Like, I, apparently they, he did mention him a couple times. I really only remember him talking about him in the last episode, right before the confrontation is when he like, kind of like praised to him almost. Which I felt like he should have been... He mentions him about. Yeah, he mentions him three or four times. He mentions him like very early. He's like mm. Master Qui Gon in the, like this first or second episode. Then mm. I think he mentions. And is he like playing to him like he is in the last episode? No, he. I think he just like looks up and is like Master Qui Gon. I could use your guidance right now. Or he's okay, like, yeah, no, no, that's what I mean. That I consider that to be kind like kind of like playing to it, like not in little sense, but you know, it's a kind of. Trying to talk to him almost, kind yeah. of feel is what I mean. It wasn't like, oh, my master Qui Gon. It no. was like, okay, Qui Gon to answer my core kind of deal. Yeah, there's I, there's like three times uh, where he tries to like mm. contact Qui Gon and fails. Um, uh, so I guess I'm just not observant enough because I guess they did. I guess apparently they did exactly what I wanted them to do, and I just didn't notice it until the last episode. So they don't make a huge deal out of it. Like he like basically calls out mm. to Qui-Gon verbally, but, like, mm-hmm. he, he never kind of expresses, like, any surprise or disappointment. Like, he's never like, oh, why won't you talk to me or anything? He He's just like, Qui-Gon, I could use your guidance, and then silence. So, like, I, mm. I don't blame... It, it is kind of a blink-and-you'll-miss-it kind of thing, so... Yeah. Um, but, no, I, I... Yes, I obviously would have loved a lot more Qui-Gon. I, I especially, like... We'll talk about this in a moment, but if there is a season two, that's, like, the main thing that I care about is, like, if we did get more Qui-Gon, I wanted to see more of, like, the training of, like, how does one become a Force ghost and, like, what like what is the mm-hmm. significance of it and, like, I don't know. I kind of did want, like, Yoda says, like, I have training for you while you're in the desert. And, like, yeah. while I love this, the, the, um the cameo i was like he didn't really train he just kind of was like please talk to me qui-gon which i mean mm. i did always find that line well, weird, he... weird because like it's not like luke trained to commune with obi-wan he just was kind of there yeah but well, i think well i i mean i know there's like a lot of conflicting canon about it but i think what it was like i know qui-gon was studying like what's needed to become a force ghost after you die, but, like, I think, like, he never finished his studying kind of deal, so he could have been, like, oh, that's why he was harder to get to, because his force f- spirit form wasn't fully formed. Like, again, this is all just speculation based on random things I read online that might not even be canon anymore. No, but you're 100% right. I know, I forget, like I said, I forget if it's, if, if it's canon or legends, but for a while there, there was, like, Oh, Qui Gon can only manifest his voice, not his like physical body, like. Yeah. Um, but so, no, I, I, well, I. It always bothered me, you know, when Lucas did all those special editions because Qui Gon was supposed to appear as a Force ghost in Episode Three at the end, but Liam Neeson was in a motorcycle accident, so his scene got cut, and instead we got that scene of Yoda saying, "Oh, well, I have training for you." And I'm like, mm. of all the special editions, you couldn't have just, like, put in a Force Ghost Qui-Gon. So I finally, finally, finally got my Force Ghost Qui-Gon. Yeah. Which, actually, speaking of special editions, 
This show that definitely has gotten me 100% on board with the Hating Christian remaster. Oh, yeah. Like, originally, I'm like, why would you do... Originally, I remember my dad saw this on TV and he's like, come, look, they changed this. And then I'm like, what? And then at one point, I was definitely mad about it. Now, I'm like, yes, it's definitely... I, he, he had to go back to that. Oh, yeah. I used to be, like... I, I, I own... In its, in mid, I have a mid-condition action figure of Sebastian Shaw as Ghost Anakin, and I bought it explicitly because I was angry about them replacing him with Hayden Christensen. But now I'm on board. Uh, now I get it. Yeah. I, I've just accepted it... the fact that, like, a lot of people were like, oh, Qui-Gon looks older in this series. I'm like, just like, you know what? They're ghosts. They can look however they want to look. But you, you know what, though? It, it, it annoyed me that they didn't do anything to make Hayden Christian look younger. And, and like, like, I'm sorry, like, it was just distracting. It, I, it was a great scene when he was a pat, but it was like, you are not a Padawan. And, and I know it was like a choice on their hand, hand but like, I saw online, like, so, like a non-professional person do their own version of it. So obviously not anywhere near to the quality what it would be if Disney actually did it. And I'm like, this would be so much better. And I'm not talking about like, oh, completely CG, like, um, Luke, Luke and Boba Fett levels of CGI. Not that extreme. Just, you know, they could have done some minor CGI. Right, but I think that's honestly why they didn't. And I, it, I think it's only jarring to me because you've seen it done so well with Luke. Like, Luke, it, <laughs> Luke, you're like, I mean, especially in season two of, like, uh, The Mandalorian and The Book of Boba Fett. You're just like, yeah, that's Mark Hamill. That's young Mark Hamill. And this is like... Well, like, I actually... You know. I don't know. I had mixed feelings about that. That, But I felt like... They should... Like, again, I don't. I didn't want them to do a full, like, oh, Mark Hamill redo. Just like, you know. But they could have, like, moved some wrinkles. Like, you know, there was just a little, couple little things they could have done. No, I 100% agree. That was distracting. Uh, I wish, especially, yeah, in both his Order 66 and in his, especially his training sequence. Uh, yeah, the Order 66 wasn't that bad because he's wearing the hood. Yeah, but, yeah. I, face obstructed, I, but I, the training sequence, when he's still a Padawan, yeah. Yeah, well, that was the other thing. I was like, oh, I wish they could have done his Episode 3 look, uh, just because, I mean, I know the whole point was he's supposed to still be a Padawan, but I'm like... Mm -hmm. I, he he would have looked. He would have fit in more with the mullet episode three look than the little braid. Like I'm just a boy. Like. Kind which, of like, speaking of which, I'm actually getting close to having that haircut. I just realized. I know. I, totally I, off topic. I didn't. Totally off. But I, yeah. I just realized I'm not that I'm, far from I'm that glad, hair. I'm glad you said it because I was thinking it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, go on. <laughs> no, that was that was pretty much it. I I was very distracted by that. I you and I think looks close enough he looks good enough for his age oh i didn't think especially with the beard and everything you didn't need to do it's, it's not the, it's not distracting like yeah would i think that uh however old he's supposed to be no was i distracted by it though no hayden i'm like it was just distracting that you had this guy who's in his 40s trying to pretend he's in his 20s yeah yeah i 100 percent agree i now, here's something I'll say that I wanted that I think everyone else didn't want, and that was I did want one more flashback. 
I know everyone after the Book of Boba Fett was like, I'm done with flashbacks. I hate flashbacks. I'm like, I just wanted one more flashback. And that was like, I wanted to see them in their full armor in the Clone Wars. Like, that's just something that I don't, I don't think I'll ever get in live action. But I just, I just want to see one clip of Ewan in the clone general armor, like, fighting battle droids. And I don't think I'll ever but, get that. But I wanted it. No. And that was the only thing... But, that was the only thing on my wish list that I didn't get. Because I got yeah. got the Vader rematch, got the Emperor cameo, got the Qui-Gon mm. cameo, everything on my wish list. You even, got a, you even got a clone cameo. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So I got everything on my wish but, list. My one complaint is I'm like, ah, one more flashback of them being brothers like in the clone wars being like you're my brother anakin or something like that to like really hammer that home and plus then you get more hayden in it which was another complaint i had Mm. but like you got hayden christensen back and he's in like two scenes like yes he's vader i know but like you see his face like he was brought back mostly for fan service let's be honest here yeah, no, but I'm just like, you have him back. You went through the mm. trouble of getting him back, yeah. and, you know, he's in, like, three scenes. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, now, this is going to be off the topic, but it's still Star Wars related, so it's cl- close enough to topic. So, of all these sh- shows we're getting, there's one show that we're not going to get, because nobody's asking for it but me, but I think it will be an amazing show, and that is a Django Fett show. And I know it seems kind of random, but I was thinking about it, that, like, Jingle Fett was, you know, was basically the Boba, of his, Boba Fett of his generation. Top bounty hunter, that's why his DNA was chosen for all these clones. And, but like, all he wanted out of it was a son. And I'm just like, very cute, like, I would love to know more about like, like, it's one of those situations where I know where he ends up. But I want to know, how the heck did he end up there? Yeah. And also, though, if this show... Like, you could probably guess it. Do you know who they If this show were to get made, who they would have to cast as Jango Fett? Um, I'm assuming you are referring to... Um, um, forgetting his name. Um, Daniel Logan? There we go. Yes. He... If this show were ever going to be made... That's exactly who you have to get. Daniel Logan, who played Boba Fett, young Boba Fett in, a, in Attack of Clones. It would just be so perfect. Because you have Timon Morrison playing Boba Fett now. You get Daniel Logan playing Django Fett. Yeah. Tell me that's not perfect casting. That would be pretty funny. I would love that. Yeah. Which, again, off topic, but I just saw this clip online and it's, a, it's hilarious. I remember, like, Hugh McGregor, Daniel Logan. Logan were together at Star Wars Celebration and they were talking about the scene that they filmed together and how like uh, they weren't getting like George Lucas couldn't explain the right reaction he wanted from Daniel Logan and so then eventually you Ewan goes to him okay when you see me I want you to act like I just blew the stinkiest fart you ever heard and then I, I saw that he did that <laughs> Yeah, I just love that. Like, that got the... And then they finally got the reaction that they wanted. Yeah, I thought that was a magnificent story. I, he's so yeah. funny. He is. Oh, and did you know his daughter was in the show? 
Yes, she's the girl who's like, I was somebody's daughter once. Exactly. I thought like, I didn't find that out until afterwards, but so fitting for his dad to be his daughter. Oh, yeah, I, I had no idea either until somebody told me, but I was like, that's amazing. Yeah. But, yeah. So, overall... Overall, I think it's time to let's wrap this up. We got the yeah. time, but overall, I enjoyed the show a lot. But I felt like the show was just too uh, constrained by existing canon to really exist as its own thing. Like yeah, the other shows, like Mandalorian, works so well is because these are all new characters. I mean, yes, oh, Bo-Katan, Ahsoka's been introduced, but even those characters. They might not be new, but we still have no idea how their story ends. And that's why that show works. It's just hard to make a show work when you know where they are beforehand, you know where they end. I mean, it's, see, prequels aren't as hard as midquels. Yeah. And like I said, they did, they did the best they could, but like, I just didn't feel it overcame the restraints of being a midquel. Your final thoughts? Yeah, I'd say I I'm pretty similar to where you are. Although I felt like it, I felt like it did it did kind of overcome that for me at least. I felt like mm-hmm. it it had enough emotional weight that I'm like, oh yeah, if I was like watching this se- if I was watching episode three and then I just rolled right into the series, it would just feel like such a natural continuation. So like while I didn't need it, I felt like it was very unnecessary. But I was like, I felt like it did enough emotionally to justify its own existence with a caveat to say now everyone wants a season two and i don't know how i feel about that i feel like it. oh yeah let's end end on on our opinions on season two i feel i mean i definitely would like to see like i think it could work like a comic book go more deep or a comic book or regular book go into more details about now that Obi-Wan's communal with Qui-Gon. Like, there's more story to tell. I just don't think... There's no... It won't work in live action, though, because there won't be any actual action in it and what's left to tell. One thing that I could see them doing... I don't think they will, but one thing I could see them doing is, like, if it was... If they wanted to get creative they could do a sort of non-linear thing. So in the comics, um, Luke finds Obi-Wan's journal in his hut. Like, this is, like, after Return of the Jedi, I think. Um, mm. Or maybe it's between Empire and Jedi. But he finds Obi-Wan's right, so journal. I, in... I, I can see where you go. Yeah. Going and... with this. It's like, oh, Luke is the framing device. Learning about Obi-Wan, huh? Right, exactly. That's not the worst idea. And then and then it's like, okay, we're jumping around in time with various Obi-Wan adventures. Um, and, like, you kind of get to, like, see Luke grow up in, like, mm. fast time of, like, all these different, like, vignettes. But it would be a little bit less, like, of a story and more just, like, yeah. here's a bunch of cool adventures that Obi-Wan went on. <laughs> like the Young Jones Chronicles. But, yeah, I can see this working really well in animated format because then you could do like a lot of hit early adventures with him and Qui- him and Qui-Gon yeah like it won't work as well in live action because it'd be too much to do to get the ages right but in animation that could be actually quite cool like we get to see him as a Padawan more 
I actually would be down for that as like an as an animated series. Yeah. But I would still want you and I mean the Clone Wars actor is good, but I would like you and McGregor to do the voice and definitely Liam Neeson to return for Qui Gon. Oh, one hundred percent. So yeah, that that would be my thought of like. I'm open to the idea of a season two, but they really would really have to sell me on the story mm. because I feel like already I was like, all right, you got me there for this series, but you, like, the only other thing that's interesting is Obi-Wan and Maul, and they did that in Rebels, so unless they're going to, the only other thing, mm. I'd, the only other thing I'd care about if they wanted to go forward with the story is if they just literally did an adaptation of that, like, the, that Rebels season where it's just like here's Ewan in old man makeup and it's and you know get back um you know Maul and just Ray Parker that, like mm. ha, yeah have Ray Park and you know uh you know you could even have um Sam what we're doing the voice if you wanted like they did in Solo and just that would be mm. the other thing that I was you know kind of not wishing for but like I would love to see that that that's one of my favorite scenes in all of the animated Star mm. Wars and so if they just did that, but in live action, I'm like, okay, that would get me a little interested in a season two. But it, again, yeah. it goes to your point of like, yeah, no, I, I know what happens. So there's no tension. Exactly. But it would be still cool to see. Mm-hmm. All right. And I think on that note, we'll finally wrap up this episode. I mean, I know, no, you could talk about this for another three yeah, hours, yeah, Mike, yeah. but I, I, I think we I, should call this to that. <laughs> All right. All right. Until next time. So, yes, Obi-Wan Kenobi, now streaming on Disney+. Plus. But, yes, I'm still JD. And I'm Mike. And adios. Goodbye there. May the force be with you. <laughs>